This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. This is a big, rich town, and I just come from the poorest part, the Bronx. But it doesn't matter where you start out in life, it's where you're going. Dominic Carter here. Download the 77 WABC app. Coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, our Dominic Carter Cares segment. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dominic TV. So I have a lot to get to this morning. Number one, Texas tourists and a dog walker. That's right, a dog walker among the 26 people shot in a bloody New York City weekend. I never thought I would say this, but New York is the old and still current Chicago. What we used to hear about what happened just about every weekend in Chicago is now happening in New York City. A Minneapolis mother is letting Black Lives Matter have it on an emotional level. This happened over the weekend. She is exposing Black Lives Matter for the phonies they are. At a Black Lives Matter protest for a man shot by the police, the mom drove to the protest and screamed at Black Lives Matter, you should have come and helped him when he was alive. You're going to hear it in just a second. This is regarding the uh, Minneapolis gunman fatally shot by cops uh, Andrew Techley, uh Sunberg, 20 years old. So there was a standoff with police in Minneapolis. And uh, after six hours, this um, young man decides to start uh, randomly firing his gun many, many times. And this mother lived next door, and she showed the video of her apartment in her kitchen the amount of bullet holes in the wall all over her apartment as she was cooking for her kids. So this Minneapolis mom who lived right next to the gunman uh, uh, was his target. And so I want you to listen. So Black Lives Matter protest over the uh, weekend in Minneapolis, and this mother, her name is Arabella Yarborough, drove up and let Black Lives Matter have it. There was casings in the hallway. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. It shouldn't know. It doesn't matter. He shouldn't have been dead. Y'all should have came and helped him when he was alive. 
y'all should have came and helped him when he was alive. Isn't that what you and I say all the time about Black Lives Matter? By the way, a GoFundMe page is allowing a small fortune to be collected for the kin of this Minneapolis gunman, who, by the way, he's in the standoff with police, and it takes a turn after a number of hours in Minneapolis. He starts firing through the wall. I don't know if he was trying to kill the woman, the mom you just heard, or her children. But by the way, uh, a GoFundMe page for this young man has uh, surpassed the goal of $20,000 within three days hitting 20500 by Monday afternoon. Quite frankly, I don't know why anyone would donate a dime to a fund for this young man. And yet a page for, a GoFundMe page for Jose Alba, who killed an ex-con attacker in apparent self-defense, his GoFundMe page got pulled a day after his case came to light. One critic is saying GoFundMe should be ashamed of themselves. Starbucks, Starbucks uh, CEO is blaming Democratic run city, Democrat run cities for store closures. The CEO Howard Schultz says Democratic mayors and city councils have abdicated their responsibility abdicated their responsibility in fighting crime and addressing mental illness, which has forced his company to shut stores due to fears over employee safety. Now, these comments were leaked over the weekend, and uh, as I've been talking about, Starbucks is shutting 16 uh, stores around the country, and there are more to come. I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America has become unsafe. Uh, But you all read the press release the last couple of days about the fact that we are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. But we're closing stores as a result of the co-creation sessions that we've had, almost 60 now, 25 in the SSC and the rest in the field. We had one yesterday in San Antonio. But in all of those sessions, Uh, It has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. And then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathrooms. The issue of mental illness and the issues of homelessness and the issues of crime. And Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. There are going to be many more. We are taking your telephone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Now, also uh, yesterday, Mayor Adams kind of uh, stepped in it appearing before the uh, United Nations. Now, the mayor, his speech before the U.N. on on uh, Nelson Mandela Day, for the most part, the speech was decent. It was decent, 
a parallel between the global fight against COVID and Mandela's decades-long struggle for freedom, uh, which would have been the late South African leader's 104th birthday. But now, uh, where Adams uh, stepped in it, it, when he got into trouble, is he made a comparison. The mayor of New York City, the recently elected mayor of New York City, made a comparison to the life, <laughs> you can't make this up, of Nelson Mandela. I was dyslexic and denied support services as a child. I was arrested as a youth and felt rejected as a person. But I knew it was not the end, not a burial. And today I stand before you energized for all that I have endured on my journey too. Each of us must challenge the humanistic spirit of fortitude and forgiveness as we rise through the challenges of our time. That Mandela-like energy will allow us to turn our pain into purpose. Pain into purpose is a good thing. Turning pain into uh, purpose is a good thing. But, Mr. Mayor, you went too far. You're, you're not uh, in, in the, uh, the, the footpath or any term you want to use with Nelson Mandela. My crowning achievement of my career is when Mandela made his trip, his historic trip to New York, only two journalists, American journalists, two journalists, period, interviewed him. Ted Kapu of Nightline, highly successful program at the time, and myself. The interview happened uh, at the mayor's residence, Gracie Mansion. And again, it was a mistake for Mayor Adams to compare himself to Mandela, who led a nation after spending many years in prison, led a nation coming out of apartheid. Now, how about Mayor Adams getting the crime under control in terms of uh, what's going on here in, in this city? And so we're going to your telephone calls in just in just one second. You can't make this up. This as major crime in New York City has skyrocketed. 37% so far this year, driven by grand larcenies, auto thefts, burglaries, and robberies. That's according to the NYP's own data. Grand larcenies shot up 49% this year over last year as of Sunday. Auto theft spiked 46.2%. Robbery is up 39.2%. Burglaries increased by 32.9%. Felonous assault rose by 18.6%. Rapes are up by 11% thus far. And according to a professor at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice, this is probably going to be a record year for increasing crime in New York City. I'm going back to the Black Lives Matter situation in just a couple of minutes because I'm glad that that mother who could, there could be a funeral plan today for her and her children. And she drove to this phony Black Lives Matter protest and called them out for the phonies that they are. Let's begin with the telephone calls. Lou on Long Island. Good morning, Lou, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. 
Yes, good morning, Dominic. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, Eric Adams trying to compare himself to Nelson Mandela, uh, the struggles he went through. Oh, please. You know, I said something to your screener. I'm not going to repeat it on the radio, but uh, he, he can't ha- carry his, I say, dirty socks. Okay, okay. That, that That's a sanitized version, Lou. Yes. You know, I I don't know if the mayor inserted that in his speech. I don't know if somebody wrote that for the mayor of New York City. But he has been in office uh, for, what, uh, seven months now? And you're going to get up in front of the U.N. And, again, 90% of the speech was good. But that 10%. And you're going to compare yourself to a a worldwide historic figure who led a nation. Two and two don't add up to four here, Lou. But uh, I I thank you for the call. And, Lou, I want you to have a fabulous morning. Let's go to Al in Yonkers, I believe, on Starbucks. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Yeah, thanks, Dominic, for uh, taking my call. I always enjoy your program. I just wanted to uh, mention that, you know, Starbucks, uh, the CEO or the owner of Starbucks said he was leaving his uh, store chains were leaving these Democrat controlled cities because of the crime. A good example I'll I'll show you is uh, Lori Lightfoot. I mean, the crime in Chicago has been terrible. Uh, She's been a disaster. And Ken Griffin. Yeah, Ken Griffin. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, who is a billionaire philanthropist. Uh, he runs the hedge fund uh, Citadel. Uh, he's leaving. His operation in Chicago is leaving for Florida because of the crime. So the crime has to be under control. And let me just say in regards to Mayor Adams, uh, this is an election year in New York City. Governor Hochul has to be get off the fence and she has to do something about these bail reform laws. The same thing with my state senator. Uh, she's the majority leader, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, and they have to do something to fix Albany when it comes to the crime problem. Well, Stewart-Cousins, very powerful position, and she is just digging in her heels that there's going to be no change. And, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, Al. I don't mean yes. to make this a, uh, a a racial statement, but what is the point of having African-Americans as mayors and in these powerful positions? And on the crime front, front what you're lit- literally doing is leaving your people behind because you are enjoying the, fine, the finer points of life. While while the your constituents are being shot down like dogs in the street, are you there with me, Al? Oh yes, thank you, Dominic, for the uh, yes, definitely. Well, Al, I I do thank you for the call, and I want you to have a uh, wonderful morning. And a, in a moment, folks, I'm going back to Black Lives Matter because eventually they have to be exposed for what they are for what they are. Let's go to William and Asbury Park. Good morning, William. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Carter. Good morning. No, it's not, you know, it's Starbucks. And did you hear about the story in Cali where a lot of the Walgreens and several other pharmacies were shutting down? So now, now a grandmother that needs her medication, now she has to drive 
seven, eight, nine, ten miles away with gas Absolutely. at 4.50 a gallon. This is a crying shame for people of disadvantaged proportions in these communities, you know. And why are these these politicians supporting bail reform and stuff like that? It, it's it's just insane. It it hurts primarily primarily the people that it's hurting is minorities, the people they claim to protect. It's it's just it's just so such a tragedy, sir. And William, let the church say amen to your comment. Uh, you stated it be- better than I could. That is exactly what is happening. And it's going to start as we're watching in stores like Gristini's and so on, looking at, thank you for the call, William, looking at, at uh, shoplifting, shooting up 30%. You know, m- many of these stores are going to have to take drastic measures to protect their merchandise, uh, which ultimately, at the end of the day, they can't afford to, to continue uh, to, to let this go on. It, you know, it, it, it's horrible. It, it's horrible, and I don't understand at this stage. If I'm the mayor of New York City, I'm saying to myself, my city is becoming the embarrassment of America. Starting next week, I am reinstituting the street crimes unit of the NYPD. No, don't send them out with those Boy Scouts uniforms on where the thugs see them and laugh because they see them coming a mile away with NYPD. Uh, it's basically still a uniform, folks. They can spot them a mile away. But when the great NYPD is dressed just like they are, when the great NYPD has uh, officers that look just like the hoodlums, except for when they pull out that badge from around their neck and say, freeze, don't move, NYPD. The NYPD is so good, and and I, I've told this story many times. It's going back many, many years. I'm walking up 42nd Street. Somebody snatches something from someone. This is the old 42nd Street. There were four people playing clothes that immediately took off running and com, uh, 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 converged on the suspect. One looked like a straight-up homeboy right off the street and he was an NYPD officer. We have to go back to those days. Listen, I'm not saying it's got to be forever, but it's got to be long enough to let these criminals know that you're not playing anymore, that you're not joking around with them. Let's go to Bob and Yonkers. Good morning, Bob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, Good morning. let me tell you something. You can criticize the governor and Adams all you want. The problem is, as long as the liability law is not going to be changed, police officers are not going to get involved. They're not going to jeopardize their pension and their homes. It's terrible what's going on. Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't blame them because I wouldn't jeopardize my home and my pension either. I, I, really, I really wouldn't. So, Bob, you're, you're retired? Yes, sir. And so, I mean, is, is that what you're hearing from your colleagues these days? Yes, sir. That's correct. Right. I mean, some, something has to give. Something has to give. It really does. I thank you for the uh, for the uh, comment, Bob, and you have a uh, a beautiful uh, morning. Let's go to uh, Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. It, for 17 years, the U.N. has had troops in Haiti. 
today they're celebrating Nelson Mandela Day, which is fine, but they Haiti is in shambles. Instead, of, if they if Black Lives Matter, they should be rebuilding Port-au-Prince, the city in Haiti. They've left. What, in wait, shambles. wait, wait, Tom, Tom, Tom. Port-au-Prince is not is not New York City. Port-au-Prince is not an American city. Care about Black Lives Matter? Let's help Haiti out. Well, Haiti well who said? Who, wait, a, whoa, 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 whoa! Who said I care about Black Lives Matter? I despise no, Black no, Lives no, Matter. No, no, no. I'm saying, saying if they general. claim they believe okay. in Black Lives Matter, I'm being uh, a little uh, sarcastic in the okay. sentence okay. that they should help Haiti out. Uh, they've left Haiti in shambles. Okay, I, I hear you, Tom, and I thank you for the call. Let's go from the Bronx to Westchester, Ilona. Uh, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, and I hope you're well. Yes, I am. I just want to say, we talked about this before. Um, Eric Adams, I am sorry I disagree with you, even though you're awesome. I don't think his hands are tied uh, because Giuliani, you know, he took care of the city. No, 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 but it was different. It was different under Giuliani, and here's how, and I'm glad you're bringing this up. There was a climate of law and order to a degree out of Albany. Right now, there is no climate. They are anti-law and order. So that's why, so, so in other words, Eric Adams could have the police arrest every thug right now. They'll be right out by tomorrow or the next day. So, but please continue. Well, I kind of disagree with you because, first of all, when is he ever, you know, when there's when there's something really going, why doesn't he go where the cops are at night? Instead of going to the Club Zero, you know, whatever the club is that he hangs out, you know, why does he take the time to go to the night shift with the police and let everybody know that he, you know, that he, he's going to stand up for the police? That helps. Okay, I agree and even with you. you said, remember what was you. the thing you said, Dominic, about having um, undercover cops or something? Remember? Yes, the street crimes unit. Okay, so let's let let's care. He, listen, he's he's not doing anything to impress anybody. He's just going to clubs and acting like he's you know some fa- famous person. He's not. He's an embarrassment to the police. Right, but Go see, at night. but 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 here's the problem with the street crimes unit. Uh, Eric Adams is um, he's trying to move on to a national stage. And if you're a Democrat trying to move on to a national stage, you cannot support the street crimes unit. Therein lies the problem, that politically his constituents are adamantly. That's how Alvin Bragg was elected, because it wink, wink, nod, nod to the community. I'm going to stop all of this nonsense of people being arrested. And, And so now, okay, so wink, wink, nod, nod. You stopped it, and now people are dying. And so I I hear you on your point, but you always have to look at the perspective of what's going on and where is it coming from. But I thank you for the call, and I want you to have a beautiful morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we're going to the Bronx, the Brooklyn, Pearl River, uh, Selden, New York, and we're going to set up that Minneapolis situation where the mom tells Black Lives Matter, basically, cut the nonsense. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I heard you were looking for me. Hello. You know. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm looking at an email from Sal, one of the uh, many folks that emailed the uh, program. You can reach me at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Sal says, I find it interesting that one of the Black Lives Matter protesters in inferred to the Minneapolis mom that since she was alive, she had nothing to complain about and that all the protesters were arguing with her as if she were not the victim, but that the murderous shooter was the victim. For me, Black Lives Matter has proven once again that Blacks Lives Matter only capitalize when they can blame the white man, the police, or both. And then he says, thug by your, my lord, (laughs) thug by your... Oh, Lord, thug by ya. That's from uh, our friend uh, Sal, and Sal mentioned um, the situation in uh, Minneapolis. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Minneapolis mom was not having it with Black Lives Matter uh, over the weekend, exposing them for the phonies that they are. So yet another protest where Black Lives Matter is there, lights, cameras, action, show me the money. And um, the mom drove to the protest. She drove to the protest. And when she drove to the protest, um, this is regarding the Minneapolis gunman fatally shot by cops. His name is Andrew Techley uh, Sunberg, 20 years old. This is after, after he fired at the neighbors. And she lived next door to him. And to look at the video, to look at the video... There were bullet holes all over her wall, walls, and she said that um, she was cooking for her kids at time. So I'm going to let you hear at the time. I'm going to let you hear again what she said to the Black Lives Matters protesters. I'll be back, and then I'm going to play part of a news report. But this is what she d- said when she drove up to the protest and confronted the Black Lives Matter protesters. <laughs> Where were you when he was alive? Where are you, Black Lives Matter, when any of these alleged victims are alive? Oh, you're nowhere to be found. You show up once the calls go to the television assignment desk and the the live cameras come and the satellite trucks come and three, two, one. We are live. That's when Black Lives Matter shows up and ka-ching. 
when it comes time to raise the money. This is how uh, a news report in Minneapolis, television news report from this weekend, covered the situation. And in it, you're also going to hear that mom again. Now, this afternoon, just as the protest was starting to get underway against police violence, the woman who lived in the apartment directly next door to Tecle showed up. Her name is Arabella Yarborough, and she says she was cooking dinner for her two young children on Wednesday night when bullets began flying through her walls. She shared these photos of the aftermath of the shooting with us that showed multiple bullet holes through her front door and through her bathroom wall. She confront- confronted the family of Tecle, saying she had five minutes to live while Tecle had six hours to choose life or death. That man was armed. George Floyd was not armed. Breonna Taylor was not armed. Amir Lockett, he was armed, and he had his own guns, but they came into his home while he's licensed to carry and killed him. He did not shoot fire. This man intentionally tried to kill us. And she's right. He intentionally tried to kill her. You have to see the photos of the bullet bullets that have been lodged into the wall, in the kitchen, the front door, uh, all over her apartment. But yet, Black Lives Matter is out there protesting for him because he's a victim. He's a victim. You cannot make this up. It seems like that's my theme this morning, but you you, you really can't. What's right is wrong. What's wrong is right. And until you get rid of these progressives with the red sweep that's coming in the midterms, nothing's going to get better. Nothing's going to get better. It's going to be status quo or worse until the progressives are gone. And as I have said, if the if if the if the Republicans don't do a good job of cleaning up crime, then in the next election, get rid of them too. So this is not a, a partisan statement. It's a survival statement of what we need to do. Let's go to Elizabeth. In Pearl River, good morning, Elizabeth. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. First, let me tell you, um, Dominic, you are one of, uh, I, I admire you so much. I mean, uh, you, a, conservative, a black conservative is on top of my list. I mean, you came from where you came from, and look at you today, and I, I, I just enjoy listening to you. You say it the way it is. You're not afraid of anybody. Hey, Elizabeth, but but you know what? I don't view myself as a conservative. I view myself as a common-sense person that that goes issue by issue. Now, maybe maybe some of them my positions are conservative in nature, but that's just the way that I see it. But please, Elizabeth, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um you know, uh, let's not forget, um, I can't go to sleep at night sometimes when I think of Kim Potter from Minneapolis who made the terrible mistake of taking, thinking she's taking her taser and took her gun and um, killed, you know, Dante Wright because she's in a car behind the um, the, the car and he, he started to move and there was a rookie policeman there. What and, happened to that officer is disgusting. So, but we should have a movement to, to release her. I mean, the criminals, there's no bail law, but she's languishing. After 23 years of service, she's languishing in, in jail. And then, and then you wonder, really, I think it's connected. Then you wonder why you, you Valdi 
happens. You know what? We're going to see many more Uvaldis because people get into a panic and they, should they do this? Should they do that? Will they go home that night if they do something? I mean, this is what's going on. And, and you know, Elizabeth, I'm, I'm sorry that the young man in that case, Dante Wright, lost his life. But at some point, we have to tell the truth. And the truth is Dante Wright was not a Boy Scout, not by any means. He he had he had pending cases. Uh, there are a lot of serious allegations. But if you listen to some in the community, he's a hero. And well, uh, uh, and, uh, and a hero, what? Because you're shot by the cops, that makes you a hero. Exactly. And it wouldn't be that way if he would have been white. You know that. Right. Well, Elizabeth, I really do uh, thank you for your telephone call, and I hope that you have a uh, beautiful morning. Let's go to Chris in Selden, New York. Good morning, Chris. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have two things that have been kind of gnawing at me. Uh, About a week ago, uh, President Biden was on TV uh, saying that he was going to do everything in their power, in his power, to get uh, the basketball player, Griner. Yes, that's her name. Her first name. That's her name. Yes. I hope that he does follow through on that and that he's able to get her home. But my thought at the time was, what about all the people that were left in Afghanistan? You well, know, well, I, the, I, man, I, the man makes promises and does nothing. Well, I I hear you, and and you make a uh, a very good point. And you know, you talk about the people left behind in Afghanistan. What about the thirteen soldiers that lost their lives? And it didn't have to be that way, you know. So so, Chris, you're making a good point. It is what it is. It's it's the climate that we that we live in, and that's why Biden is going to be a one-term president. Uh, if he even runs, and um, and that's going to be that. America has to go back to things that are positive. And whether, even if you hated Trump's guts, at least uh, to to a degree, he got the job done. I could care less about his tweets. Now, were were his uh, tweets appropriate in all cases? No, no. But he was never a politician, and at least on the world stage, when he said something, world leaders know he is not one to play with. Now with Biden, it's like, leave me. I'll talk to you when I feel like talking to you. Oh, you're here in Saudi Arabia. Kiss my ring. Get on your knees. Beg for oil. I'm still not going to give it to you. Leave, Mr. American President. We're done with you. That's the world that we live in today. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Mitch in the Bronx. Good morning, Mitch. What's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. Uh, well, what I want to say was two things. First of all, I know that you were speaking before about the shark attack, or the shark sightings and the shark yes. bites. Yes. And that brings to mind another animal condition. And what that is is that I was in Coney Island not long ago on the boardwalk. And when I came out of the subway at the Stillwell Avenue subway station, there were two guys with the biggest snake I ever saw, and he was on the ground, on the on the ground in the subway station. Right, and, so, and they thought it was cute, right? Yeah, they thought it was cute. I, right. That, that could freak somebody out like crazy. So, of course. 
Yeah, of course. And then I, I, I'm on the uh, boardwalk, and I see the same three guys with the same. It had to be at least eight feet long. It was the largest snake I've and, ever and seen. And they think it's hilarious. They and, think and, it is. And, and, and what, know, if, what if that snake, Mitch, just suddenly wraps around a child? Yeah, then that's what, what I was thinking. These little kids are running all around. What if the kid stumbled and fell onto the snake, and the snake just instinctively, you know, jumps up and he thinks that he's being attacked? It could happen, and it, it, they have no no thought about that. So, and then it, not only that snake that was very big, but the two other people with him, there was a total of four snakes. This guy had the large one, plus he had a smaller one around his neck, and it wasn't small, but it was smaller. And the two other men each had a snake, and I, I couldn't believe it. So, and it was pretty crowded. The boardwalk was very crowded. I called 911, and I don't know if the police ever showed up because I, I couldn't stay there. I had to get out. I can't be around snakes. And then I saw some cops later on on the boardwalk, and I told them, and I don't know. I'm not sure what they can do, but I've seen this over the years many times. I know there are people who go to areas like Coney Island where it's crowded, and they offer to put the snake on people's necks or let people take a picture with it so they can make money. But it's a scary thing, at least to me. I can imagine other people would be pretty. And, it's, you know, you could, like you said about a child, if a child, if the snake wrapped around a child, he could easily kill him. You know, it's, it's happened before. There were two kids in Canada a couple of years ago that were at their grandfather's house. A snake fell. They had a pet snake, a python. He fell, and when he hit the ground, I guess he was startled, and he ended up killing the two kids. But anyway, that was one thing that I, when you mentioned about sharks, that reminded me about that. I wish the police department or the city in general would take that more seriously because you see them also like at the Ninth Avenue Food Festival or the San Gennaro Feast. They walk around with them around their neck and, you know, food and everything, that's terrible. The other thing that I wanted to mention real quick is that I know that with all the incidents we've had in the subway recently, with people being stabbed, the 14-year-old who was killed recently, most of these incidents are either on the train or on a platform. I don't see any police there. When I go on the subway, I hardly ever see cops at all. But if they are there, they're usually by the turnstile, by the token booth, or outside the station, like right outside the entrance. But on a platform, you almost never see them. And on a train, you never see them. And I really wish that they you know, would put them there because that's where the violent crime happens and people are vulnerable. So I don't know what the answer is, but for one thing, they need to empty out police headquarters. I mean, you know, you have police officers that can't work the street because they're injured or they're sick or they're on disciplinary, you know, like a modified assignment. Maybe they're pregnant. Maybe it's a cop who's been on a job 23 years and he's getting older and he wants to go home in one piece. I could understand that. But you have so many young full-duty cops who are totally able-bodied and they're working in what, the Management Information Systems Division, the Support Services Bureau, uh, Assistant Desk Officer, Telephone Switchboard Operator, Station House Clerk, you know, I know, I don't know, I don't know, Deputy Commissioner's Office, the Borough Wheel, the Patrol Borough, the Chief of, <laughs> Chief of Crime Patrol Strategies Office. These people need to be on the street because there are not enough cops on patrol, and, you know, you need to utilize them for 911. I, and, I, you know, I, I, I hear you, Mitch. I, I have to move on, but you are correct. Um, I, I am, um, I am a strong supporter of the police, but Mitch is correct. One police plaza, there are too many police officers at one police plaza. And he's right under the deputy commissioner. There's like 15 cops. Uh, uh, this one does that. This one, even in the media unit, the unit that deals with us, the folks in the media, there are civilians and a number of police officers 
that work in in that department. Now, I understand you have to have officers because the information is sensitive that must go out immediately to the media, but you, you have all these officers assigned to the barracks unit, the, the barricades, to set up the barricades for the parades. You have all of these officers that are assigned to the movie unit, you know, to make sure that because permits and money are involved to make sure things go well. We, we do need to get the cops on the street, but I don't blame the cops. We have a political problem. It is a leadership problem, period. No matter who the mayor may be, but Mayor Adams, tick-tock, tick-tock, I'm going to, well, you know, I'm going to do this, and, and we're going to act on that. The criminals will see. Well, what, the last year of your tenure, is that when they're going to see? I mean, because it seems like that's what's happening Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, our Dominic Carter Cares segment. And coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. New York is Chicago now. An innocent 13-year-old tourist, 13 years old, and her mother were shot by stray bullets inside Make sure you heard me here. Inside a Bronx bodega. And they're from Texas. And they're saying that it's scary. We live in a country like this amid the Big Apple's rising crime. The 46-year-old mom and her daughter had only arrived from San Antonio, Texas, when they were shot inside the bodega on the corner of Southern Boulevard and Jennings Street Sunday night. They were very excited to be here. It was the first day they were here, and the teenager says, it just kind of like changed my perspective on New York. We just never expected it to happen here in New York. So the mother was grazed on her chest and her arm. The daughter was shot on her finger and grazed on her neck. In other words, the bullets, had it just been a few inches different, neither one of them would be alive to tell their story today. It's horrible that this is happening to tourists. What is the point of having a mayor if, You're out at nighttime, and you're saying the right things, but the thugs are calling the shots. The thugs are running New York City. Those guys on motorcycles that just disregard you, and they drive wherever they want to and on the sidewalk, and you better not get in their way because you may face a beatdown. You know, 
the the people that are trying to run the bodegas and make an honest living and if if a mom comes in and she wants a bag of chips for her daughter and her EBT welfare card, food stamp card doesn't work, well, here comes the boyfriend, the ex-con, and he's going to set you straight. And then you're going to Rikers Island, and she stabs you three times, and she's not charged. And the Manhattan DA says the investigation is continuing. It's continuing. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Bragg. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. Yeah, hi, Dominic. You know, listen, there was, there was, I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I'm getting a little tired hearing about Black Lives Matters uh, all over the country because there's this stuff going on here. Aside from this bodega incident, which is bad enough as it is, um, there was an incident that happened, I believe it was in Crown Heights. Okay, so wait, Larry, wait, 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 Larry. So so you feel that people in New York are not entitled to hear about the scams of Black Lives Matter uh, going on no, uh, around no, no. the country? Right now, right now, we have to take precedence of the crimes, of the crimes, the criminal act incidents that are going on in New York. We can't be bogged down in a false in a, in a phony fake group, okay, when people are getting killed and maimed okay. under our noses. That's All right, so I, so, okay, so, so I disagree, but, but go ahead with your point about the local incident. Yeah, so there was a case, the character of which I think, you know, things, things get, are getting progressively bad, the fact patterns. There was a woman in Crown Heights, and you see, you see, guys like you can't drop the ball. You got to be up on these cases. You're on the crime beat. You got to be up on these okay, cases. Okay, Larry, I hear you. Please, right. please go the, ahead. Uh, the cases, the cases. A woman was sleeping in her bedroom, and a bullet came I've, through. I've reported on that, Larry. I've reported on that, and she has to have reconstructive surgery this That's week. That's right. That's right. Now, when, when the bullets so so Larry, so through, wait, so but but before you call up and accuse me of something. Then you should make sure. You, okay, you didn't hear it, but before sorry, you, but, but before you accuse me, I've reported extensively on that woman. Her husband was in the living room watching TV. Yeah. She came out said, right, and said, "Honey, my hand has exploded." She was transported to Kings County Hospital, and unfortunately, that woman has to have reconstructive surgery. I've reported on no. it, Larry. So okay, because you didn't, so because you didn't listen that night, that's, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, let's be on the same side of the fence because okay. it's a very, very critical point. The point is Adams speaks a good game. He doesn't really care. Okay, you got to care. He doesn't care about his own people. These are black folks that are suffering. He doesn't care. Look, that woman that was yelling in Minneapolis, now I'm, now I'm beginning to feel that you did the right thing because she brought, she, she brought down how – she was a black victim, and none of those people around there cared about her. Now, Adams is the same. Adams is the same as those Black Lives Matter people. He doesn't care. He's black, for God's sakes. He doesn't care about. The only thing he cared about was that Burger King girl that got shot. That poor child. Oh, she was killed. The poor child. What about everybody else? The man don't I, care. I, I, I hear you. I hear you, Larry. I hear you, uh, and and I I thank you for your call. Let's let's hope and pray that uh, that Mayor Adams does care. And you're referring to the Latino young lady. I think about her quite a bit. That's been buried in um, in Puerto Rico. 
She worked at the Burger King, and the animal came in and demanded the money, and she gave it to him, and he shot her anyway. Barry in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was I was out on the streets of New York City for 24 years as an emergency medical person, and I've never seen things out of control the way they are now. And drastic times call for drastic uh, measures, uh, implementation of yes. things. I think that the National Guard should be called out and martial law should be declared for a few weeks just to get the thugs off the street and have them all incarcerated where they belong, behind bars. Well, I don't know, Barry, if we need to go that far, but I hear you. But but here is my point. The NYPD knows where all these gangbangers are. They know them. But, you know, their hands are tied. I, I, I would venture to say the NYPD wants to make the arrest, but the arrests are not going to stick in court. The judges are going to let them go. And that's going to be that. And then Mayor Adams is going to play that song of, you know, we're making the arrest, but you can't blame us because the judges are not holding them, which is true. But, Barry, so 24 years uh, EMS, and you've never seen it this bad. Never. I remember when Giuliani first came in, everything was bad, and he cleaned up the streets. It's not happening with Mayor Adams. Right, right, and 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 you know that that is true. Now again, thank you for the call, Barry. It was a different legislature up in Albany uh, when Mayor Giuliani was around, but that's why I constantly say that Rudy Giuliani will go down as one of the best mayors of New York City because his entire attitude was, "You act up as mayor, I act up." You act up, you're going to jail, and we'll let the system sort it out a few weeks from now. Oh, you want to sue? Good luck with that. We're going to fight you every step of the way, but you're still going to jail. You want to act up? You want to attack a police officer? You're going to jail double now, and you're going to sit there. And that's why, and the criminals got the message. So, for example, when I believe it was the street crimes unit or undercover detectives, when they converged on the tennis player coming out of a hotel on 42nd Street, it looked awful. You had this light-skinned man of color, I believe, walking out who had done nothing wrong, a professional tennis player, and he was thrown to the ground quick, fast, in a hurry. And then when the NYPD, they said he matched the suspect. When they figured out that he was this world-renowned tennis player, you know, there were apologies everywhere. Um, but that's the NYPD that we need today. Someone has to check these young animals that are destroying this city. Yes, I call them animals because that's what they are. Joining me right now is Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, Good morning to you. Dominic. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. 
You're doing great? I'm doing wonderfully. Well, that's a good thing, and we'll take it. You're looking sharp, dressed to the nines. (laughs) Well, thank you, sir. What do you have coming up? Well, uh, we have our uh, mutual friend and colleague, Governor David Patterson. He's going to join me in about uh, about 20 minutes, talk about uh, state politics, national politics. I'm going to pick his brain on some baseball stuff as well, because this is the all-star break, which uh, baseball fans know is sort of the halfway point for for the the season, and uh, there's nobody that knows baseball better than uh, Governor Patterson, so I'm looking forward to picking his brain on that. And then a very, very interesting story in the 2 o'clock hour. I'm going to talk with the grandson of Captain Thomas Mantell. Captain Thomas Mantell was a decorated World War II pilot and uh, distinguished flying cross, all sorts of commendations, And he died in 1948, apparently chasing a UFO. And his family, including his grandson, who I'm going to talk to, says there's been this massive cover-up by the government to make it look like his grandfather died for some other reason. So now they're trying to restore their grandfather's legacy by getting the truth about this incident. So he's going to join me exclusively to talk about what happened. So another great show coming up, Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight. Let's go back to the telephone calls, Frank Morano and myself. Alyssa in Manhattan, you're chatting with Frank and Dominic. Hey, Frank. Hey, Dominic. How are you? Good, good. We hope you're well. Uh, I'm okay, actually. Um, I really don't have enough time to go into what I wanted to talk to you about, so um, I will try calling back tomorrow night. But I will comment on the tourists that have been hurt coming to New York. Yes. I would just like to say that if I lived in another state and I were a parent bringing my children, I would research the crime rate as well as other things in that state before I ever thought of bringing my children with me. Right. I I hear you, but... They have a right to go where they want to go. Alyssa, I I, I look forward to your call tomorrow because I'm down to the last 40 seconds of the show. And so I owe you an apology, Alyssa. Please either call Frank back or call me tomorrow, and I promise Alyssa will put you to the front of the line and give you the time. Frank, what do you make of what Alyssa just said? Well, look, I think there's obviously something to what she said, but we're still dependent on tourism for the large swaths of the city economy. We can't tell the tourists not to come. That is a very good point. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the Other Side of Midnight is coming up. One of the best shows on radio. I will be back tomorrow. Talk Radio 77 WABC.